What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the College Game Time Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Smith. And once again, realignment rumors start to reel us back in. We're in week five of the college football season, and realignment is still a big talking point in college football. But some smoke around Clemson and the ACC and some some stuff that's going on there we're going to get into and then how that could potentially impact the American Conference. Uh, I don't want to go too far down the rabbit trail because a lot of this is just hearsay and rumors. However, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at some reports uh, today from On3 as well as uh, the Clemson Wire with USA Today, which I believe, I believe those to be you know, fairly credible. Uh, don't know how credible the original source they're all referencing is, but we're going to look at kind of what the latest is around this ACC and then answer some questions. Is this the beginning of the end for the ACC? Is this the beginning of a new beginning for the ACC? Is the American in danger? Let's get into it all right now. And then, of course, we got Thursday Night Football, Temple and Tulsa. Definitely going to be touching on that as well. Do not overlook this game. I'm telling you right now, this game tonight should be a competitive dogfight. All right? It's going to be primetime ESPN. But uh, before I get into all this, you know what to do. If you're watching on YouTube, like, subscribe, share it with a friend. Watch it till the end. Comment at the end. Share it with a friend. If you're listening on one of the streaming platforms, all I ask is that you leave me a five-star rating and a positive review. Let's help drive this podcast up into the algorithm. We're one of the fastest-growing shows. One of the fastest-growing shows for G5, period. Uh, definitely the fastest-growing show for the American Athletic uh, Conference. Starting to see the ceiling, the floor and the ceiling of this show, which is kind of cool as far as, you know, What's the minimum amount of streams an episode gets versus the, what, the, what the maximum amount has been? And uh, anyways, appreciate the support if you're a consistent listener or viewer. But uh, let's get into this. So I want to start with this on three. Actually, let me see which one was most recent. So this one is from this morning. The USA Today. Okay, so the USA Today is from this morning. And the on three one is from yesterday. So on three is referencing a report from the Post and Courier. It says Clemson could be looking to leave the ACC sometime in the near future. Fellow ACC programs, Florida State and North Carolina have already indicated their desire to leave the conference. And now it seems likely the Tigers will join them. Those three schools were the only ones to vote no to the ACC's recent decision to add Stanford, Cal and SMU. And then it goes on to talk about the TV deal, the grant of rights, and then just a lot of blah, 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 blah. Greg Sankey, yada, yada, yada. Well, then on, well, I guess early this morning, USA Today references a Clemson administrator. And so this is ClemsonWire.USAToday.com. And hold on, let me give credit. The on three was by Chandler Vessels. And this one I'm about to read from USA Today is Kendall Hilton. This is from this morning. Will Clemson leave the ACC? Quote, stay very tuned, comma, sooner than later, end quote. 
Those are the words from a Clemson administrator, senior administrator. So a Clemson senior administrator is saying, stay very tuned sooner than later as it pertains to whether or not Clemson will leave the ACC. Uh, Gene Sapikoff, sorry if I'm mispronouncing that, wrote from the perspective of the South Carolina Gamecock officials who didn't want, who don't want Clemson in their conference. Uh, is there anything? As per Ryan's statement, it seems that Clemson has discovered a means to escape the grant of rights agreement that has kept them in the ACC for the time being. That is Mark Ryan of the Fan Upstate and CBS Sports Radio. So he's saying Clemson has discovered a means to escape the grant of rights that had kept them in the ACC for the time being. The source, where does this say? Whether Clemson's end goal is to join the SEC or the Big Ten is uncertain. Ryan recalled a tweet he posted over two years ago where a source informed him that Clemson and Florida State had approached the SEC about joining the conference after the news of Texas OU. The source believed that the SEC was not keen on accepting new members. However, with the recent changes in college football, the timing may suit both Clemson and Florida State to join the foremost conference in the South. Blah, 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 blah. Yep, and then it puts the tweet from Mark Ryan on air. So, what's his tweet says? Here it is. Stay very tuned. Okay, so this is a tweet from at Mark Ryan on air. Here it is. Stay very tuned, a Clemson senior administrator said when asked how soon a Clemson ACC departure could be announced. Sooner than later, will it be the Big Ten or the SEC for Clemson? They did it, in all caps. Clemson found a way out of the grant of rights. Listen, these are being reported by credible news outlets. Whether this information is 100% true and concrete or not, I don't know. I don't have any connections or anything like that to the ACC. But here's the larger discussion as it pertains to the American that this is bringing up. If Clemson has in fact found a way out, is it mean it's only a matter of time before Florida State and North Carolina follow? It's obvious they want out of the ACC and both probably could have their choosing of either the Big Ten or the SEC as, as it pertains to their next conference. What does that mean for the ACC? Is that the beginning of the end? Some speculate that if the ACC loses those three schools, it's the beginning of the end before they just completely get raided, whether that's by, you know, the Big 12 or Big 10 and SEC even more. In other words, those three leaving the ACC makes the ACC susceptible to having a Pac-12 type situation. Now, they've still got till I think 2031 before they have to even worry about that. But that's what a lot of people are speculating. Others are saying, though, that, if those three leave in the near future, that there will be at least one other school that would leave as well. So I'm not as apprised to the ACC situation. So whether this is the beginning of the end or, or what the other question is, is, is this the beginning of a new beginning? So now others are speculating that if those three teams leave, the ACC might look to the American 
to take their spots with Memphis, South Florida, Tulane being the top uh, prospects to fill that gap, at least from what I've seen that's out there. Don't have, don't know that there's any validity to any of that, but it does make sense, right? Tulane, Memphis, South Florida, location, um, you know, with USF, you've got the AAU designation. I mean, I think those three schools programs would be primed for that leap. Don't know how valid that is. Don't know how realistic that is because the third argument is this. The ACC saw this coming, which is why they brought in Cal, Stanford, and SMU. So they're going to lose three, bring three in. They stay at 15 teams if you include Notre Dame and they're good as it pertains to their TV contract because I think what has been reported is that they've got to stay at 15 teams to keep that contract and grant of rights ironclad or, or, or whatever. Basically, the current deal that they're under re require, requires them to maintain 15 teams in the conference, including Notre Dame. That's, you know, what, what I've, what's also out there. I don't have that one sitting in front of me, but that's something you could, you could I think, easily find if you're looking at wanting to see the source for that for yourself. And so now you look at the ACC and you go, okay, if they lose those three teams, do they just stand pat knowing they have three more coming in? Is it the beginning of the end? Are there going to be more teams that look to jump ship either now or when the current deal is up? Or will they look to replace those three with three more additions? And one has to think that they might look to the American in order to fill those slots. Another school I would have to think would be in the mix for this, would be UConn. If you could get them as a full member, football and basketball. Obviously, football would love that, right? Gives them a Power 5 designation opposed to their independent one that they currently have. But you're not going to take UConn football if you don't get their basketball programs as well, both men's and women's. So don't know if that would, would be somewhere they would look to go as well. In fact, I think that if you look at the branding of the basketball program, you would think they would look there first first then to the American but so if we just really went super hypothetical here for a second if the American were to lose I don't even really want to do this because I don't think it's going to happen at least not right now you know maybe if we're talking seven eight years down the line or however, many more, however much more time there is, if, if more teams jump ship on the ACC and then they do look to backfill with those three teams from the American. But I feel like four, five, six years down the line, some of these new additions will be much more quality programs in the conference as it is. So then you're, you're better suited to lose. If you had to lose more teams to getting poached, you would be in a better position anyway. So that's something to think about. If you're an American Conference fan and you're looking at this and you're going, oh man, are we going to lose more teams now? Now you might be on the side of it. Like if you're a Memphis fan, a USF fan or a Tulane fan, you're like, well, I hope so. Um, I do think those three teams could make quality additions to an ACC conference that was looking to, to replenish after losing some of those big brands. Obviously they're not going to, you know, you can't replace a Clemson or a Florida State or North Carolina, uh, but I think they would be quality programs that, that would replace them. 
Uh, and if that happens sooner than later, I think that would be absolutely devastating to the American because now you've lost really all four, three mainly, possibly four. If, if Golish is taking this thing in the direction it appears that he is, we'll see. Time will tell. But definitely three of what were set to be your premier football programs in SMU, Memphis, and Tulane for the near future, while these other um, programs, you know, let these new resources take root and develop and kind of have to get acclimated and adjusted and, 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 and sort of have to grow into the role of a quality American conference program. Now, some, it's not going to take as long as others, but I feel like if all this were to start happening in the next year or two, that could be devastating to the American. And I think if you're the American, you for sure, especially if you're losing teams in that specific footprint, you're going to have to look to a team like a Georgia State, program like a Georgia State. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know if App State comes into the mix, Texas State comes into the mix. If you go Northeast with a school like Buffalo or in the Virginia area, whether that be Liberty or JMU, I don't want to like really go down that rabbit trail too much. But if I, as, a, as an AAC fan, the way I would hope for this to play out is either A, the AACC loses three teams. They've already got three teams come in. They stand pat. They're good until 2031. And then listen, whatever happens when this media deals up, if the bottom starts falling out, more teams start jumping ship, at least you know as the American, from the American Conference's perspective, I, I have all confidence that in the next five years this conference is going to be just as stout as it was, you know, when US, uh, UCF, uh, who, else, who Cincy and Houston, like I, I do. I think that the new teams, even though they're, they're struggling some more than others in their transition year in, give it some time, let the resources take root, and these are going to be quality programs that get the American back to being really that premier G5 conference. Now, I think maintaining Memphis, Tulane, and um, really those two programs right now are what are keeping you in the hunt for that New Year's Six bid and what will be next year and the year after a playoff bid. But I don't know. I, again, a lot of it's just rumors. But like I said, when I saw it popping up on On3 and USA Today, Okay, I put a lot more stock into that than I do Twitter. And so when I see it popping up there, it's going to get my attention. And knowing that, you know, obviously there's a lot of dominoes that would have to fall before the American really was in any danger of being poached again. But as we've seen with realignment, just as quickly as things can change, things can happen. Um, so things can change overnight. Things can escalate overnight. But I'm not too worried about this right now. I just like, man, need it to, to, to sort of resolve so we can just play football and then play basketball and then, you know, let the conference continue to grow and, and sort of rebuild itself. But do I think the conference is in any immediate danger of losing Memphis, Tulane, or USF? I mean, not to be a downer to any of those fan bases, but no, I don't think. Not at this point. Do I think those three programs would be quality additions to the ACC should they find themselves in a position where they're having to backfill? Absolutely. But hopefully the timing of all that happens in a time frame where 
um, those three programs leaving wouldn't be near as, as, as big of a blow later as it would be sooner. That makes sense. Um, and then finally, moving on, I want to get into this Temple-Tulsa game tonight. So they're playing on ESPN. Is that a 6 o'clock? 6.30? 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 6.30 Central Time kickoff on ESPN Prime Time. The last AAC game that was on a Thursday night ESPN Prime Time was arguably the game of the weekend, or one of them at least. It was Memphis Navy. 28-24 came down to the wire. Uh, back and forth game. I guess the only reason why that may not have been the game of the week was because I'm pretty sure that was the same weekend as the Colorado, Colorado state game, which was like the whole world watched. Uh, and it, it was a really good game too, but I expect a very similar type of game tonight as that Memphis Navy, as far as the competitiveness, the closeness, um, the excitement of it, because as I said earlier this week, you've got two, two and two teams who really, I hate to say this in week five, man, but the trajectory of their seasons are on the line in this game. I mean, this could be a trajectory-changing game. Neither team has really beat anybody to really write home about. And then their losses, you know, Tulsa's taking some tough ones to Washington and uh, OU, and then Temple's taking them to Rutgers and Miami. And so now they're in conference play Healthy for the most part. Still a question mark on Tulsa starting quarterback Braylon Braxton. He has not played since the second series of the season. Um, not sure if that's just under wraps. He had an ankle situation happening. If he plays tonight, that could drastically change how this thing plays out. But it's appearing that it's going to be backup Cardell Williams, who hasn't been bad, um, but he hasn't been great. So, Real quick, I just want to give you three keys to victory for each team, and then we'll be done. And I'm telling you, if you're, if you're a fan of another team in the conference or you're a fan of another conference, just hang around because this is a game you're going to want to watch tonight. I really think this is going to be a sneaky good game on the lineup. And this is one that if you're just a football fan, you're going to want to tune into. And then if you're a fan of one of these two teams, let me know your thoughts on these keys. Do you feel like these keys are, are fair? Do you feel like these keys are accurate? And then uh, let me know what yours are. So for Temple, three keys to victory for Temple to get the upset victory tonight because I believe Tulsa is still favored minus three and a half. So they're favored three and a half. You got to put EJ Warner in good positions to expose Tulsa's secondary. Tulsa's pass defense has been bad. Now, granted, they've had to go against OU and Washington. Washington has arguably the best passing attack in the country right now and probably the Heisman winner, maybe. He's at least, he looks like it right now. So that certainly hurts, you know, their, their pass defense on paper, but they have not been too good. And I think that's an area uh, where Rut uh, Rutgers, where Temple, sorry, I was thinking about the Temple Rutgers game, but where Temple could take advantage of Tulsa is in the passing game. Temple has struggled to establish their run. And I think that they're going to have to get into some quick game. They're going to have to get uh, uh, EJ on some sprint outs, 
you know, where he's got guys running routes toward the sidelines. He, he's really good in those situations. But put EJ in good positions and expose Tulsa seg- secondary. That's key number one. Key number two, you got to stop the run. Make Tulsa's quarterback beat you. And I'm saying that as a key, assuming Braylon Braxton is not playing. Okay, make this backup beat you. In fact, Tulsa has gone back and forth between the backup and the third stringer. I don't know the full story on that, but that has happened in these first few games. So really put them in position where the quarterback's got to be the guy that puts the team on his back and beats you. So in order to do that, though, you got to stop the run. And for Tulsa, they're starting to find their identity in establishing the run game. It looked like they were going to be this explosive offense early in the season especially in the second quarter of that game against Arkansas Pine Bluff, which was week one on Thursday night. But here lately, they've been really trying to find an identity in the run game, uh, you know, establishing the run. That's probably to take the pressure off the quarterback. So if you're Temple, you got to come in, and that hasn't been your strongest area to this point. Stop the run. Make the quarterback beat you. And then the third key, man, I, I, I think special teams or an opportune turnover. Like you either need to get a special teams play, like a big play, whether that's a punt return for a touchdown, whether that's a fake punt, a fake field goal, uh, maybe it's a blocked punt, something of that nature, or force an opportune turnover, right? Get get an interception when uh, you're in deep into... When, when you're in Tulsa's territory or get a scoop and score, something like that. I, it's a Thursday night game. It's two teams opening their conference play. They're two and two, season kind of on the line. It feels like a game that could come down to that whoever can make that big special teams play or that big defensive play. And I think Temple's got to be the one to do it. So three keys to victory for Temple. Put EJ in good position. Put the quarterback in good position. Expose Tulsa's secondary. Make Tulsa's quarterback beat you, assuming they're staying with the same guys they've had playing because Braylon Braxton still is out. So stop the run and then get a big special teams or defensive play. Tulsa, your keys to victory. Establish the run. Stay in your identity. The talking heads would typically say, stay on schedule. When you're a team that's looking to build your identity on the run game, it's very important that you have positive early down plays. You cannot have negative plays on early downs and have a run game as your identity. I think if they stay on schedule, they keep the chains moving, they're getting three and a half, four yards of carry, um, that's going to put Temple in a very tough position. So establish the run. Don't abandon your explosiveness though. That's what's crazy. Tulsa has some explosiveness on the offensive side of the ball. We just haven't really seen it since week one. So get an explosive play, whether that's a big, you know, pushing the ball downfield or whether that's a screen play where a guy makes someone miss and boom, they take off down the field. But I think you got to establish your run game. Key number one. Key number two, don't establish, don't, don't, don't abandon the explosiveness. Get, get at least one explosive play. Take two, three shots a half. Whether it's get the running game going and then play off your play action, you know, get the screen game, hoping a guy can make someone miss in space and make something big out of it. 
But I'd say explosive plays, taking shots, establish the run game. And then my third key for Tulsa is pressure the quarterback. I mean, EJ Warner's pretty much been running for his life all season so far. So I'm sending the dogs on him if I'm Tulsa. Like, I'm coming after him. Because their run game isn't really something that's scaring me to this point. So I'm sending the house. Maybe not the house, but, you know, I'm sending some different pressures and I'm really going to make that Temple offensive line work tonight in pass protection. I'm going to make them think, and I'm going to make them work. I'm going to hit them with stunts. I'm going to hit them with exotic blitzes, zone blitzes, you name it. I'm going to do everything I can to get that Temple offensive line sort of, sort of thinking too much, and I'm making them work. Because I know that if Temple gets their pass game going that's going to be a long night for me if I'm Tulsa. So I'm putting pressure on him. So my three keys for Tulsa, establish the run game, explosive plays, and pressure the quarterback. My three for Temple are expose Tulsa's secondary, make their quarterback beat you, assuming it's the backup still, and then get a big special teams or defensive play. That's all I got for today. Let me know your thoughts on all of that. See you all tomorrow on Friday. Hopefully you enjoy the game tonight. And then we're one step closer to a college football Saturday. I'll see you tomorrow. Trey Smith, College Game Time.